Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Rochdale, get us underway. Rathbone will bring it forward for the visitors out to bar. There's an overlap on, but he uses that as a decoy, goes back inside. Was there a foul there? Nothing given. It's out to Lunt on the edge of the box, and it's in off the post, and Rochdale have the lead. Challenge and gets a header on it up to Gilby. Can't get there before Rathbone, who releases Humphreys, who's got past Jason Pierce, heading towards the edge of the area. Reverse ball back out to Barr, who takes the instant shot and it's in. And Charlton are 2-0 down in 20 minutes. Yes, sends it long, looking for Anike. Tries to head it into the path of Williams and he might well have a second go at it. Anike, and he does, into the penalty area he goes, goes past his man, drills it home! And Charlton are back in again. Oh, a great response. Nanike, that's superb. He picks the ball up and he's no one's taking it off him. To the left to Barr. Goal score of Rochdale's second goal. Taking on Smith and he gets past him. Barr inside the penalty area. Barr with a shot and he makes it free for Rochdale. Far too easy. It's a great run from Corrado Barr. Gets his second of the goal, but again, from a Charlton perspective, it's really sloppy defending. Throws down the line to Williams. Williams pulling the box. Oh, it's cleared by Keir Hayne. Comes out to Forster Kasky on his left foot. Goes for goal. It's a deflection oh, and it's gone in. Jake Forster Kasky gets a goal back for the Addicts. It looked like it might have taken a deflection. Will be Stephen Humphreys. No other Rochdale player around it. Trevor Curl blows his whistle. Humphreys steps up, right footed, drills it, and it's a fierce strike past Ben Amos. And Rochdale have their fall for the game. Strong strike from Humphreys, too hot for Ben Amos to handle, diving to his right. And with the header down, and there is the end of that first half. Horskaskiks for a quick ball forward towards Anike, and that's a lovely looking pass. Anike, good control, edge of the bounty onto his left foot, leaves it for Schwartz. Schwartz to the right, finds Gunter, ball across goal, will find Anike! And Joan are back in it! Chuck Sanike, second of his night, a really well worked goal. Pressuring the ball again, and Gunter doing exactly that. Almost gets the ball off the loo, he doesn't know where it is. Williams picks it up. Anike in the box, can he touch it to Swartz? He can! He yes! First goal for the Addicts, and it's a stormer! What a finish from the new boy. Found Miller. He just couldn't get there, or he got there, but he just couldn't control it. Now he's looking to go past his man on this near side, and he's done so. Trying to outpace. That's a lovely play, outpacing Rathbone. He's got players in the box. One of them is Anike. Anike into the penalty area. Oh, touch past the post by Bazunu. And it looked like Charlton was going to nick the fifth. Well, looked at swing this into the box. Lovely chest control by Anike. Can Pierce get there? He's offside anyway. He lunges in. Saying sorry, it's a, it's a fair. Oh no, that's second yellow card. Oh, he's off. That's very, very harsh. Oh, it that's was a ball that he had harsh. to go for, surely. Very, very harsh. Well, that is the final action of the game. Hello, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me on the pod this week to look back at that remarkable 4-4 draw with Rochdale and of course ahead to Saturday's trip to Bristol Rovers. First up, we've got uh, Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lou? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. You okay? 
Yeah, not too bad. How uh, how was your heart after that game on the on Tuesday evening? That was a bit of a goal fest, wasn't it? It was ridiculous. Um, not sure I was as happy in the first half of some of that defending. I can't say I enjoyed that too much, but you can't say uh, well, you can't turn your nose up at an eight goal thriller. It's just a bit frustrating that we uh, that we didn't win it really. Yeah, it could have been a nine-goal thriller, couldn't it, if uh, an EK's chance had gone in right near the end for the hat-trick. And also joining us on the pod this week, uh, Mr Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nathan? Well, yeah, living the dream. Same old, different day, you know. Uh, yeah. Glad on, you know, players were taking government advice and keeping social distance. So, um, yeah, it's all good, mate. All good. Yeah, no one wanted to go anywhere near that Kawadwo bar, did they, <laughs> in the uh, first half? So, uh, we just heard the goals from the game against Rochdale. Obviously, we're going to talk about that here, Lee Bowyer's reaction to that game. Uh, then, of course, as we look ahead to the game with uh, Bristol Rovers, we're here, Bowyer again, as he previews uh, that one. We've got loads of tweets of emails uh, to come to as well. So, let's uh, dive straight into a review of the game then, Nath. Um, well, I don't know where to start. I mean, great comeback character and all that, but... I mean, it's not exactly a, a boast to say that you've conceded four goals in, in one half at home to Rochdale. No, I think if you, I mean, you do it in order. I mean, the first first half was an absolute uh, doo-doo show, wasn't it, really? Uh, to, towards the end, it was laughable. And don't get me wrong, you had a couple of, um, you know, obviously the free kick and, you know, they were good goals, but it wasn't the fact of, of the goals itself, it was the way they they came about. Um, we just looked, you know, I know they score goals and, and they can see goals, obviously, but before that game, um, they were fragile. But every time they went forward, they just seemed to seem like they were going to score. Friday, I thought we were really soft in the middle of the park. Um, and, you know, in fairness, we couldn't really change it up and it sort of carried on from there. I know um, he made a couple of changes, but you couldn't, you just... They just kept coming through, kept coming through us, and and that right hand side with Smith going. I understand why he why he went with a more attacking uh, sort of wing back, if you like, winger come wing back. Um, but I think it, it, the frailties down that side really showed. And you just mentioned it that Bar um, literally tore us tore us apart, really. And I mean, again, both good finishes, uh, but just simple basic positioning. Um, like for the first goal I'm sure we'll go more detail but it was just you know we had three centre-halves there there was no need for for Gilby to go that deep but it's those it's those decisions those quick decisions that are going against us at the moment uh, but you know I've said the negatives the positives are yeah you know we cut, we bounced back second half and and we we, we were by far the better team um, but it was a little too late I think if if there was another 10 minutes in the game and we stayed with 11 men. I really think we were going to go and win that game as soon as Piercy went off, which was, I still don't think it's a second yellow. Um, we obviously had to be a little bit more reserved. And Great game for the neutral, but as a, as a, you know, as a Charlton fan who, you know, we're, we're trying to push for promotion, it's those sort of home games really you shouldn't really be conceding four goals at home to. Yeah, I can't think of any game where you should be conceding four goals uh, at home, especially against obviously a Rochdale side that do do score re- with a reasonable frequency. But uh, you know they're they're down the wrong end of the table for a reason. Um, you know, I mean Nathan's already touched upon it. I think one of the main talking points from that opening half an hour was was the formation that we set up with uh, a three at the back, uh, and then the two wing backs, um, Paul Smith. Uh, playing on the right-hand side for us, you know, more more of an attacking player. And it's, it's not unheard of to see a winger or, uh, you know, playing in, in a wing-back role. Um, but, you know, he certainly struggled and, and Quado Barr seemed to have as, as much space as he wanted down that that right-hand side. And Bo, Bo you know, we, we'll hear what he said after, Lewis. He, he admitted a bit of a mistake there and, you know, he changed it up and we did look more solid after that. But, um it was uh, it, it was quite a chasing in opening half an hour, seeing how much space the the young lad had on that on that left wing for Rochdale. Yeah, it was, and and as you say there, uh, touching on Paul Smith playing out there, I, he really did struggle against Bar. I can't say I'd heard of him before uh, Tuesday's game, but he he really did put in a decent performance. I was really impressed with him, but we did give him too much space out on that right hand side, and I think Smith was exposed, and and like you say, Bose held his hands up there, but. Ultimately, we're missing quite a few players at the moment. We are kind of sort of, you know, chopping and changing, trying to get systems to work. You know, as Nave touched on there, the performance on on Friday against Accrington was was poor as well. So 
you're trying to shake up a system with the same players and it does tie your hands a little bit. So I I felt that the performance, obviously the second half especially, was was much more promising than than the Accrington game. So it shows that there is some there's some character there especially. But it was disappointing defending again, and we've you know we've come on here so many times this season and and spoken about defensive errors that have led to defeats or or drop points, and ultimately it has come down to being without our first choice centre halves for the majority of the season so far and that's been a notable change uh, in in form once once those two dropped out the side you know we had that incredible run at the start of the season with all those clean sheets and now we're conceding four goals four goals at home you know there aren't not many times you can say you've scored four goals at home and you still haven't picked up the three points you know so it's it's a disappointing result because ultimately as you say Rochdale are down there they're struggling themselves I think Bo even mentioned the game before that they they drew three three or something. So they've they've obviously got goals in them, but also a leaky defence, and that's something that we we exposed um, on Tuesday. But that's a worry for us as well because our goals, you know, the Jake one took a deflection, but all all of our goals were quality. Um, but it kind of it takes the you know it takes the shine off of those goals a little bit when you've conceded four yourself. And the Rochdale goals were great finishes also, but the space that they were given in order to to um to score those goals and get in those positions was would be disappointing. Yeah, because you know obviously, obviously there are plenty of positives to still come to, and and Chooks and Ek's uh, performance, and along with Ronnie Schwartz up there, is obviously one of those. But we we do have to talk about the fact that we are conceding so many goals at the moment. At the moment, Nath, I think that's now the fifth game in a row where we've conceded uh, at least two. And uh, you know, yeah, you could say that Rochdale scored with pretty much every shot they seem to have in that first half. I think I literally think they had five shots and four goals in that first period. But at the same time, you know, the amount of space we just look a bit disorganised, and you know. We, we've spoken a lot about how we, we don't really seem to have like a set formation at the moment or a set lineup, obviously, with, with the players out with injury. And it just doesn't really make for that cohesive team effort to, to be to, to be there for us to, to be a bit organized, which is what you know, I've said it. I've said it so many times, but we built that early season form we had on being an organized team who you couldn't break down and then scoring goals at the other end. But, you know, we've clearly lost one half of that and and it's affecting us quite a lot at the moment. Yeah, I think the thing is that, like you were saying, we had a settled side and everyone knew their jobs and, you know, we were doing really well. I think the last couple of games, um, you know, even going back to to maybe Hull, I think we look... um, What's the word am I looking for? Like you said, yeah, disorganised is one... I think we don't look like um, a, 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 an oiled machine as that we we probably were earlier in the season. I just think we were saying um, it was notable for everyone the, the, the amount of space that people get, and I think it all comes down. I know we've been poor decision making, decision making in the defensive areas, but I think even the press we were just off with second best. We, you know, one goes, one doesn't, and as soon as one as soon as one clog in that you know in that machine doesn't go. And you don't press at the same time; it's pointless. There was times, in, in you know, the, in the game the other day where I think Johnny Williams went to press the goal, and he just dinked it over straight to their DM, and then he, he was the pivot all day long. And it's things like that that, as soon as they break through that third, they're in so much space, and they were doing it every single time. The same against Accrington, and we just didn't really. As soon as one player's off, and I think Bo mentioned it before about carrying players. If one of you don't do your job. That's it. It's only one pass. It's not a difficult game, you know. And mm-hmm. um, and I just think we just didn't lack any cohesive unit. Um, but the second, you know, the second half we did, and it was a lot better. We pressed as a team. We set traps, you know, and and we dictated the play a little bit more. And and uh, it was just weird how you can go from the first half performance to the second half. And I can only put that down to I think it's confidence. And I think that people were a bit bit sceptical of their own form and they just look really nervous yeah that's a good point especially about the second half comeback now I, I was just trying to work out if there was some hidden me- hidden meaning in your answer there Nathan because you said there was just one clog that wasn't quite doing it now normally people would say cog so I'm wondering if you're trying to accuse Ian Martin there of doing something the little Dutchman is that is that what you're going for? To be fair, I do, as soon as I said it, I thought I bet you any money who's going to pick up on it. Everything I say, no matter what, I always do it. And I think, oh, here I'm, we go. He's got another. No, one. He's got a little I montage. No, I, I have no idea what you said after that. I was just thinking, clog. <laughs> I don't know if it's, 
don't know if it's a click, you know, a clickety clock, clickety clock. I don't know. Either <laughs> way, cog. it's a cog <laughs> in the machine. Well, not the machines I've seen, sister. But no, I know <laughs> what you mean. But yeah, yeah. It, cog. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's a good point, though. Uh, obviously, uh, that Nathan made there, Lewis, about the second half, and 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 Bo was was keen to point out afterwards. I mean, we need to take this second half as a. As, as a confidence booster, as a Philip, you know, because every game recently, two wins out of, was it 10 or 11 now, we're, we're coming out of the game pretty much a bit, bit annoyed, we're a bit disappointed. So we need to take a, a second half comeback. And even though we didn't get the three points, that needs to be the turning point now for us, doesn't it? That needs to be the, the performance that reminds these, these guys that they can still do it in this division. Oh, definitely. I mean, I was looking at it in that second half. When we got back to 4 all. I was starting to get sort of memories of that 5-4 win we had at, uh, at home to Cardiff back under Chris Powell when we were in a bit of a rut and we, we won that game 5-4 and it seemed to really give us another boost and we, we kicked on from there and had a decent run. And it's a shame we didn't get that fifth goal, of course. But um, yeah, the performance in the second half was was so much better. You know, we came out, uh, he came out a lot with a lot more confidence. He made the changes at half time, you know, brought Swartz on for for forty five minutes. He really impressed me. Um, I thought that he he looked really uh, exciting alongside Chuck Sanike. I think that's a a real partnership that could that could string up as long as Chucks can get through ninety minutes of a game. Um, which was again great to see him do that on Tuesday. I, I think I tweeted afterwards that was one of the main positives to take from the game. You know, Chuck Sanike getting that ninety minutes. I I don't know how frequently he'll be able to do that. I think Bo said that he kind of couldn't take him off he was sort of backed into a corner really because he just brings so much and looked threatening throughout the whole game he didn't really seem to tire too much either and there were there were the changes that we needed it it seemed to spark the team back into life we're in a bit more of a familiar formation you know we took took Alex Gilby off who has had a bit of a disappointing run in the team of late um Albie Morgan when he came on I think especially with the way that we came out in that second half in that sort of 4-2-4, that Albie had a real task on his hands and I, I thought he really performed when he came on, as did as did Jake Forstokaski. I thought he stepped up as well. Um, and Williams and Schwartz were both positive changes, so they, they bought a bit more attacking flair and we looked like we were going to score every time we went forward and, and we had decent chances. And like you say, that's something we have to use as a positive because I think on, on Friday night, I could have counted the chances we created on one hand. We were that poor. Um, and when we went down early on on Tuesday, I was worried of a repeat performance, and and they could have dropped their heads pretty quickly, uh, given that we conceded so early on. But they didn't, uh, and that second half fight back will um, will definitely give Lee Bowyer an amount of confidence, and and the team as well. They'll, as you say, they'll be reassured that they've got goals in them and that they can perform at this level. Um, it's a team that we put together very quickly. It's had time to gel now, but also it's missed key. Uh, cogs and clogs in the machine to to keep it you know keep it sort of well f- uh, formed and in, in systems that we know work we've had to chop and change and adapt we've made more changes than any other team in the division I think I saw on Friday night as a stat so we've we have had to adapt and we haven't been able to string up that um, that team fluidity and, and team understanding because we we have a different 11 every week you know we have to keep changing it to suit what's going on uh, with injuries, etc. So it's a real positive second half, and I, I really do hope that that gives the guys a boost uh, going into the weekend. You know, it's again, it's a quick turnaround with a game Saturday and another game Tuesday. So we just got to hope that um, that reaction will will set us on our stead to to go and get three points on Saturday, and then try and string a run together and try and you know catch up with the uh, with the teams ahead of us again because. We had those games in hand that I thought we may be able to take advantage of, but we haven't done that. And now we're kind of on a level playing field. So it's down to us to try and catch that um, that batch of teams that are pushing for the top two. Now, of course, uh, we've already sort of waxed lyrical a bit about Chooks and EK's performance, and he was absolutely superb 
uh, first 90 minutes in a Charlton shirt and uh, so unlucky not to get the hat-trick after uh, that, that good break towards the end. I thought Liam Miller, um, he, he does bring us something different. There's a couple of games now where we've seen it. Obviously, as a, a sort of winger slasher, you know, attacking player that he is, the, 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 the end product is going to be a bit hit and miss because he's trying something a little bit more difficult. But I thought he looked okay there as well. And uh, But we have to talk about Ronnie Schwartz, uh, Nathan. Um, you know, Bo promised us he's a finisher and I think we've seen him have one, one chance in a Charlton shirt now and he's put it right in that top corner. Different gear, absolute different gear that second half. I think um, I think on uh, Friday he, he didn't really have much. Uh, I think there was a there was a time where I think they had a they had a they had a corner. It was cleared and it was his his layoff that just put him above everyone else. And like you say, the finish was unbelievable. I don't think any other player in that team probably would have had the confidence really to try it. Uh, I mean, there's the, the only one criticism of Chucks. I think there was one before he had his one-on-one as well. I think he sort of was on the edge of the box and he sort of tried to get his hat-trick on his left foot when I think he should have slid in, Ronnie. And I think if he did, I think that was that was a goal, another goal for Ronnie. But I think you can tell he's a different... Um, he's definitely got a different pedigree, something different. He's got that arrogance, um, even in his post-match interview, I thought... You know, he had he had a bit of swagger and real good confidence, and something that we don't have. Um, and you you can tell he was a bit. I mean, he was probably flagging a little bit at the end, um, but in terms of his technical ability, um, I think that's for there everyone to see. And I think if we can keep him fit and get him uh, as fit as we you know as fit as possible, I think it's a great sign that only after a couple of games, him and Chucks have seemed to link up really well. Um, so yeah, it's a really promising, promising, promising start from Ronnie, and I think you can tell that he's got that little bit of extra quality that we didn't have before. Mm. Yeah, I and mean, we saw we saw his awareness as well. We've seen it a couple of times. So you, I think you mentioned on, on the on the game against Aquinton on Friday, there was one little reverse chip ball we tried that didn't quite come off. But um, the, the the pass he played in the move for Chucks' second goal, where he laid it off to Gunter. Um, was a really incisive pass and it was the perfect ball and obviously Gunter's cross was brilliant as was uh, Anike's header to, to, to bring us back into within one goal. Um, but yeah, that, that partnership between Chooks and Ronnie, you know, two players that oh, we don't know what Ronnie's fitness record is going to be like yet other than we know he's not quite there yet, Lewis, because he hasn't played so much. But if, I mean, if we can keep those two fit, I mean, that will give us a real a real different dimension now between between now and the the, the, the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. And as Nate said there, I'm I'm also really excited about Ronnie Schwartz. I think he's come on and in both games, like you say, there were there were a few sort of signs of it on Friday. Not a huge amount because he had less time. And and like you said about that chip pass, it's just stringing up that understanding with players. He'd only you know been in the building for a couple of days or whatever. And even Tuesday, really, I was thinking, is it going to be too soon? Are we, you know, are we putting a lot of pressure on him? Is the expectation of the fans? on him because of the the record he has and sort of the the hype around his signing in the summer as as well as now um but he really impressed me when he came on uh, Friday and and I thought on Tuesday he was he was fantastic and some of that link up play with Chucks and EK was was brilliant and and as you say the pass for Gunter for the for the third goal was great and just that that finish that that he produced for the fourth goal was just you know clinical and it's been said a lot he he seems like that sort of poacher striker and it's been said a lot in some of the articles I've read about him one that Benji Nurek put out as well about um you know what he's known as over in Denmark and he obviously comes with a lot of promise and he can only be a, a great addition to our football club and somebody that's that's hopefully gonna contribute goal scoring wise uh you know in our in our mission to try and get promotion this season um and having a player like him alongside the likes of Chucks and EK and Connor Washington as well, I think deserves a shout because I think he's been great this season. His goal scoring record's good as well. You know, they're they're three decent strikers there. Um and competition for places is gonna heat up, so they're only gonna wanna keep competing and keep performing because neither of those guys are gonna wanna lose their their place in the side. Yeah, certainly not. Now, obviously, the the game ended on a sour note for Charlton with uh, Jason Pierce receiving a second yellow card. Um, it was it was a ball, a loose ball in in the penalty area, and it looked like he might get there before the goalkeeper, but he, you know, unfortunately caught the keeper. Fifty fifty. It felt a bit harsh, Lewis. Uh, Nathan, I don't know what you, you thought about Nathan. Yeah, I think. I mean, he's going to go for it, isn't he? I mean, what does he? I mean, what does the ref expect? I mean, the only thing I can think. Uh... <laughs> That he can probably, you know, do Piercy for is that he wasn't in control. That's the only reason why I think 
but there wasn't any malice in it. If it was, he would have got a straight red. So I can only assume that, uh, what is it, Kettle, I think, but um, that he's done him for that he wasn't in control of his body. But come on, he's going to go for it. What do you want him to do? Just look at it. Because if you're going to do that, it means you're not going to, you, know, you can't go for a, a challenge anymore. Unless you're going to win it 100%, there's no, you can't get it because you're going to get a foul. So I don't know. I think if, if she's like, what, what, if, what if it went in? Would he have blown up then? Because he could have got the ball but followed through. So is that still a foul? Is it, well, you touched the ball first? I think that rule went ages ago. But uh, it's harsh. It's, uh, I just think because it's a centre half, it hurts even more. Not that, you know, Pierce was in the greatest of form, don't get me wrong, but it's another time he got to shuffle the pack. Um, and it's just a bit annoying that you can't get, obviously, yellow cards rescinded. So it's, it's frustrating, but I just don't see what he could have done any different. Because, like Bo said, if he didn't go for it, you say, oh, well, you know, why didn't you go for it? Like, oh, you know, I might have got a yellow card. He's, I just think you're never going to win in that situation. And I, I think we were in the ascendancy and uh, I think there was only one winner at that point. And I honestly thought we were going to get one. I know the clock was ticking, but I thought we were the only one to get it. So it was very disappointing to see him get uh, Piercy go off. Yeah, such a shame. Right, let's have a listen to what Lee Bayer uh, said after the match. I caught up with the Addicts boss to ask him what he made of such a crazy game. I think you just said it. I think uh, crazy. Crazy game. Um, I think before the game, I, I said that this team is a team that we were playing. Obviously, Stockport, they're, they're, um, they're a team that conceded a lot of goals and score a lot of goals and it's no different today we um, obviously we give them a two goal head start uh, but in the first half I think they had like four shots and, and they scored four goals <laughs> everything they hit went in uh, but I, I have to say overall disappointed with, with not winning um, I'm always disappointed when we don't win but Overall, to be 4-2 down at half-time, I have, to, I have to praise the players. I have to praise them. It, it takes a lot of bottle to, to do what they just done there, to, to, to be 4-2 down at half-time, especially come off the back of the weekend. They could have easily have just crumbled, but they didn't, and they fought, and they stuck together, and, and we should have won it, really. Their keeper makes an unbelievable save from Chaps, with about five minutes to go, he's one one on one with him, and um, so yeah, it's a crazy game. Did anyone deserve to win? Probably not. But I thought we was we was very good, very good. Yeah, we we try and take that as like hopefully that second half could be a bit of a turning point because I guess things have been a little bit down in the dumps last few weeks. So to come back from that, that that could be like the G up that they need now. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's why I just said to him in the dressing room, like, look, take this. Like, not many teams will will, will come from 4-2 down at half-time. No one else will probably be in that position, but to, to come from two goals behind at half-time and, and and should win the game, then like, take this. Like, you can play, you know, like, just making them believe at times. I think some, some started a little bit nervous for us, I thought. But, um, but yeah, I have, to, I have to praise them because they could have easily have crumbled there, but they didn't and they kept fighting to the end. And, and I think that was the least we deserved. Uh, what was the point? Saw some, some nice finishes from your side. Obviously, um, we, we've seen Chuck doing that all season, so pleased for him. But obviously, Ronnie, when you said on Friday, if he gets a chance, he'll score it. And, well, he's been proven correct. Yeah, that, that's his finishes. So what you just see there tonight, that's what we see. Uh, on the clips and stuff before he came to us and um, yeah, very high standard finish. So uh, and he's not even fit yet, you know, like I think even towards the end there he looked a bit leggy, um, but we're getting sharper. So yeah, he, he will get better. Ronnie will get better. Um, but you, you see what he brings. He, he brings he brings finishes like that. So uh, I think he had one chance and, and took it. Obviously, I don't think goal scoring has been too much of a problem this season, but at the other end, especially recently, it's become a problem. And for you know, four goals in one half, I think uh, the Charlton fans will look at that and be a bit concerned, especially now that Jason's going to be out as well. Yeah, and, and, and rightly so, because I'm concerned. Uh, we're conceding too many goals. 
Um, but that's, that's, that's what we, we have to do. We have to work harder. Um, we have to work harder and, and, and turn it around. And we will. We will. Um, but we've got people coming back from injury soon. So we, but, but whoever's playing, like we, we have to do the right things, you know? They can't just have a free shot from the edge of the box. Um, we had three midfielders against their two. And then one of their midfielders score from, from the edge of the box. Like that, that shouldn't shouldn't happen. Not a free shot. Um, and, and they're the things we have to tidy up on. Obviously, their young winner, he's, he's only 17. 17. That's got to be the best performance he's ever played, surely. Like he just everything he hit went in. Um so yeah, again, will he play like that again this season? Maybe not. But that's what teams do against us. They come here, the stadium and everything. It, it, it gives them that extra bit more, I think, teams that come and play here. Um, so, but that's the game and we've got to deal with that. Yeah, because uh, his bar, he, 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 um, he had a lot of joy down our right-hand side in that first half. I think you made the change after, I think it was the third goal. Um, you know, you had Paul and, and obviously Chris up against him. Did you, was that a reaction to that? They were getting beaten too easily, perhaps, and you needed to, to switch things up there? Yeah, because uh, obviously after the weekend, I wanted to give us a little bit more extra protection with the two centre-halves. I know they play two strikers. Obviously, the weekend, they was against two strikers and found it difficult. And the game before that. So, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to give him a bit of help. I'm going to play three at the back. Uh, but at the same time, I want to be quite attacking um, by playing little Smithy as a, as a wing back. So when we're in possession, he's now a winger. I've got a winger in that position. But um, it, was, it was too easy too easy for him to just drift inside and, and score too, with, with too much ease. So um, once you go, you, you can see... Then you, you you then have to change and say right now it's a gamble. I've got a gamble and, and just play four at the back and and we've got to just try and try and change the game and thankfully it worked. Yeah, I said I said with, with hindsight, do you think Paul would would end up playing in that right back that right wing back position again, or is that something that you think perhaps it, it didn't work too well tonight? No, no, that's that's a decision that, that I'll hold my hands up. I'll hold my hands up. I try to be more on the attacking side of things. Uh, I didn't want to play three centre-halves. I didn't. But like I said, after after the weekend, I, I think that was the right thing to do, to, to give him that bit of extra cover. So then I I didn't want, like Adam Matthews, he's a right back. I don't want him there being in the final third and, and, and trying to take on their left back. Like I'd, I'd be adventurous, if you like. Um, but, but that's not the reason why they scored the three. Uh, because he was pushing up, uh, Paul was pu pushing up. And, and then we all had to shuffle across. And um, sometimes we didn't do it quick enough. I think Paul was trying to get back to help out. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take the blame for that. Um, I tried to be adventurous and, and play a winger in wing-back. Uh, lots of teams do that. Um, so yeah, we're playing at home. I, I wanted to be more attacking, but still having the cover at the back. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shh. 
Shinny prepares to take. Shinny it's takes a it's a shot. Oh, great break. Oh, the power was too strong for Eastwood. He dived to his left, but it's past him. And Shinny, who got the assist for the first goal, now opens his Charlton account with a lovely free kick. And Charlton, just before half time, make it two. That you're gonna be okay anyway. You know there's no rest or reason. Charlton Live. There we go. That's the Addicts boss Lee Bowyer after the game against uh, Rochdale. It was. I should write these down. Really, I remember. Then um, uh, we heard just before the break. There. Uh, I mean, I obviously pushed him a bit on the on 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 the playing Paul Smith at right wing back, and and he sort of put his hands up uh, for the mistake there, Lewis. Um, you know, but you know, we heard him talking about trying to take the positives from that second half, and you know, taking that as a real boost. Um, what are you making of the whole Bowyer situation? I mean, it's not the first time I guess we've seen him play a player out of position and, and, it, and it's caused a bit of confusion amongst the fans but you know it's uh you know it's pr- probably feeling the pressure a little bit because we, we we're going a few games without a win again now but yeah i guess he'll be he'll be hoping that these two new signings and as long as we can sort of tighten up at the back then he can just try and weave some of that magic he found earlier on in the season yeah exactly that i mean he's he's kind of had his hands tied with it really he's had to adapt and since Piercy's come back in, I mean, before that he was playing completely non, you know, non-natural centre half because he had to because, you know, Famwo's injury and, and Ryan Innes' injury as well. So, I think although sometimes it, it can be frustrating, and I think we we've, we've looked at a few team sheets, you know, as fans, you know, sat at home, not at the not at the ground and stuff. It's frustrating enough as it is, but seeing the team sheets and trying to work out where people are playing, and sometimes some eyebrows may be raised regarding positioning, but. Ultimately, you know, he's he has to do it sometimes. I, I mean, in some instances, I've been a bit confused, but he's the manager of the football club, you know, and I think that with he's done so much for us, it's hard to not get behind him. And there's obviously, you know, method behind why he's making these decisions. And he's been, you know, sort of he's been open enough to admit that he made a mistake on Tuesday with, with Paul Smith. And that's, you know, from there, he'll, he'll know not to, not to do that again, you know, but... Ultimately, we've had to adapt because we are missing key players. You know, in midfield, we're missing Shinny, Watson, Prattley. We're missing Innes and Fanwo at, at the back as well. We're going to be out without Piercy on Saturday because of suspension. We'll still be without Prattley because of suspension Saturday as well, I think. Um, so really, we we are kind of sort of sort of clutching at straws, which we seem to be doing every season. And people are going to have to sort of fill in in, un- in unnatural positions, like Darren Prattley has had to for the majority of the season play centre half rather than his stronger position as as that anchor in you know CDM. But I think that ultimately you you judge a manager on on results, and some of the results recently have been very disappointing, as have the performances. So I think naturally some of that frustration from the fans is going to filter to to Lee Bowyer because he's the person that that puts the team out and, and tries to motivate them to get them to kick on. And it hasn't really shone through, but I don't think anyone can argue with the, with the effort and the, and the determination of the players on, on Tuesday. And, you know, we've been begging for a reaction and there's been people on Twitter saying that Bo isn't motivating them or they're not playing for him, but there's no way you can argue that they, those players weren't playing for him on Tuesday night in that second half, because that comeback like we say, and like he said in his interview before, it, it takes a lot. They could have crumbled given the form that they were in. And they came back and on paper, yes, it's a disappointing result because we feel that we should be beating teams like Rochdale at home if we want to get promoted. But also to give a team a you know, a two or three goal head start and come away with a point um and know that we're capable of performances like that second half, given the players that we're missing, is a promising sign. So the most important thing now is that they use uh Tuesday night's second half as a positive to kick on and that we start seeing results turn around and I'm sure that the the sort of questioning of, of Boya will will die off as the results start to improve. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in uh, since the game on uh, Tuesday and some of them looking ahead as well, of course, to the uh, the match with Bristol Rovers. Robert Chilvers says, I'm not going to dwell on the first half against Rochdale, but as much as Smith struggled, I have to say he had little or no help at times. 
Second half transformation was quite spectacular. Gunter was back to his best. Chucks was unplayable at times. Jake and Albie were very good as well. For me, though, the best thing was the way we pressed and chased to a man. We totally deserved to win, and I think we would have done without the sending off. Sometimes in football, something forces your hand and your fortunes change. Hope so. Great show. That's from Robert. Cheers, Robert. Yeah, um... Because there, there was some people suggesting Nathan, I think, before that game, you know, has, has Boya lost the lost the dressing room? It's something people always... When, as soon as you go on a bad run, people say, oh, he must have lost the dressing room. And it's, it's, I mean, I don't imagine you're putting a performance like that in the second half if you have. No, no, exactly that. I think when you were, like you were saying, if you're on a bad run, and I think as soon as, you know, it's been quick succession where Bo's called out... Obviously, Johnny and Marcus Madison in for a couple of bits, um, but I mean that you can probably people start going, "Oh, he's lost the dressing room." But then sometimes you think, "Well, would you rather a manager who says that as it is instead of, you know, beating round the bush per se?" You know, I, I think it's quite. I think he deserves it if he think, he's the manager. He, he's get paid to do the job. He's had on the line as well. He's neck rather before you pick me up on that. But um, yeah, I think it's good. It's good to be honest. Can he do it differently? Yeah, of course he can. But that's not Lee Bowie, is it? Um, I think it's done. It's done his job before. And I mean, if anything, if like you were saying, if if they're not playing for him, then they would never have done that on 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 uh, on the other night against um, who did we play again? Rochdale. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I completely. I was going to say Bristol Rovers, but it's the Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Do you but, think? Do you think maybe he gave him a clog up the arse in the in the dressing room at half time and then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a. I wasn't expecting that, Louis. Um, but yeah, <laughs> mate, well, he, they, he definitely gave him a rollicking. I know that much because they come out and they, as Robert just said, they pressed. They pressed at the team. Everyone pressed because, like mm. I'm saying, you, one of you don't. If one of you don't, it's, it's game over. It's one pass straight through. See you later. Cheerio. Bye bye. But um, yeah, no, I think. He, I don't think he's lost a dressing room. You can have bad days, of course you are. But um, I think, yeah, if he if he did lost, lose a dressing room, I don't know what the second half was about then if he had. Yeah, exactly that. Right, next one uh, comes in from Adam. Hi, guys. Love the show. Long time listener, but first time emailer. Uh, welcome, Adam. Says, I don't watch every game as I'm not a season ticket holder and can't always shell out for the streams. Uh, but of the games I have watched this season, I really can't work out what the point of Alex Gilby is. This isn't... Uh, necessarily, necessarily meant as a criticism. I generally can't work out what the role he's supposed to be playing is. Is he a creative player, a hard-working midfielder? Uh, I was wondering if some of you have seen him play more in the flesh could shed some more light, uh, as at the moment to me, when I do watch on the streams, he seems completely ineffectual. I can't work out why he's still starting games. It'll be interesting to hear what you think of that, Lewis. I mean, I remember early on in the season, you know, that excellent through ball he played for Alfie Doughty and the win at Crewe uh, on the opening day. I think he was supposed to be a bit of a creative midfielder but I mean he's not doing it at the moment and we, we've seen a couple of times now uh, even on Tuesday where I think he, he was he was a bit too deep wasn't he for the for the first goal you know didn't close down the man who had who had the long shot and even even the free kick the fourth goal he got booked for quite a heavy challenge at the time I haven't seen a replay at the time I thought that looked a bit two-footed to me uh, but it was an unnecessary challenge he didn't really need to make it the player was going away from goal and that gave them the free kick from which he scored his fourth. He certainly struggled since he's come back. I mean, what sort of player, Lewis, do you think that Alex Gilby could still be for this team? Well, I mean, he can obviously do it at this level. I mean, he's he's picked up the award for MK Dons, hasn't he, for Player of the Year a couple of seasons on the spin, I believe. Definitely last year anyway. Um, and as you said there, the start of the season, we did see the the sort of promising signs of Alex Gilby that we thought were, were coming over. You know, he, he played well in that game at Crewe. He looked decent pre-season as well. Um, but he got that injury, didn't he? And and whether that sort of affected him sort of bedding in, um, I, I don't know. But I'm, I've been very disappointed with him so far. And it's a real shame because I was excited to get, you know, get him in really over in the summer when we had all those issues with embargoes and stuff. When I saw that we'd managed to, to sign Alex Gilby, I thought that it was a, a decent bit of business. And there's no doubt that there's a player in there. But whether we're not playing the, the system that suits him or he's just struggling with confidence. I'm not sure, but I mean, the lights of, you know, Jake Forster, Kasky, Albie Morgan, Andrew Shinney, when he's back, Ben Watson, when he's back, would, in my opinion, would, would be ahead of him in the pecking order at the moment for midfield. And also I think I've seen on, you know, I've seen on Twitter and even myself, really, I'm looking at 
what George Latsley's doing at Mansfield and I'm looking at what Alex Gilby's doing for us and I feel like we've got the players the wrong way around at the moment, you know, and I think that I don't want to batter him too much because, you know, it's it's a tough season. It's, you know, it's it's in, it's not a normal season with all this COVID stuff and, and games coming thick and fast and postponements and you can't really properly prepare, I suppose, but that affects every player, not just the one. Uh, and something just doesn't seem right with Alex Gilby at the moment. And I think maybe hauling him off at half time on on Tuesday was a sign of that. Whether that then goes on to motivate him to try and up his game a little bit um, going forward, I don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't expect to see him start on Saturday. I, I imagine that Albie would start ahead of him. But given the options we have at the moment, you don't know what we will do. And, and if he does start, then he does need to take you know a look at the performances that he has put out in the last sort of fortnight or so, especially. And, and try and work out where, where he's going wrong and, and work on these problems because there's no doubt that he's a good player at this level. Otherwise, he wouldn't have you know performed the way he has done at MK Dons and picked up awards for them and we wouldn't have signed him. You know, Gallon and Bo know a decent player when they see one. So there's obviously something in there. Um, but it just doesn't seem to be working for him at the moment. Um, so whether whether dropping him Saturday completely sends the message that he's got to, to buck his ideas up that might be the way they go with it. But if he comes back into the side Saturday because of lack of options, and that would really only be the way I could see him playing, um, then he needs to he needs to take a look at himself and see, you know, he got hauled off at half-time on, on Tuesday, replaced with Albie Morgan, who's been criticised so many times for his defensive work and, and tracking back, and he completely outperformed him. So I think that, you know, Albie at the moment would start ahead of me, but I'd like to see Gilby mm. do well because there's obviously a player there, but something's not clicking for him at the moment. Mm, yeah, certainly isn't right. Phil uh, sends an email in. Hi, guys. Shocking start against Rochdale and a clear error of judgment from Lee to play Sm- Paul Smith at right wing back. I struggle to understand the logic in even experimenting with that in a game uh, when we have Adam Matthews available who plays uh, at right back or wing back. Naturally, I'm sure uh, Adam... Had Adam started, then Barr wouldn't have had the time and space for his second. He definitely wouldn't have got past him as easily in the box for the first. Another outstanding performance from Jake Forster-Kastegi, who seems to be our most determined player at the moment, could do with a few more, showing his passion. Um, We would be strolling these games. would be interesting to see his heat map uh, after that game, as he seemed to pop up in just about every position to either win the ball or make himself available for a pass. So lessons learnt and hopefully taken on board. Uh, We will see a stronger performance against Bristol Rovers on Saturday. if we can get three points from that, then we should have players coming back from suspension and injury over the next two or three games, and we can start to push on the buzz from actually pulling it back on Tuesday and coming so close to winning the game must give the lads the lift they need going into Saturday against a team uh, that suffer with the gas. Come on, you addicts, let's bring these points home. That's from Phil. Yeah, good point. Phil, lovely for that. Right, 100% Charlton uh, wanted us to share the results of his poll uh, on the uh, support for Boss Lee Boyer. Um, he put it out on Twitter, got uh, 1,500 votes. That's a hell of a lot of votes. And uh, 91% of fans still uh, in support of Lee Bayer. So I think that shows uh, out there. I think the majority of people are still behind the gaff. A couple more tweets came in as well. Liam said, I'm worried that Chucks uh, won't sign a new deal. This feels all too familiar. What do you all think? Well, funny enough, uh, Lee Bayer was asked about uh, Chucks and EK because obviously his contract comes to an end at the end of this season uh, in press day today. So let's just hear a little clip of what Lee Bayer said there uh yeah yeah obviously we we like chucks we know what he brings to us so um that is a discussion that, that we'll be having um so yeah firstly i think we have to try and get through this window and then then it's a discussion with chucks there we go only a short clip so Bo, i mean Bo, uh certainly one we, we're going to want to think about it's a tough one isn't it nave whenever we come to negotiating a new contract now with a player we have to take into account that we can't offer them you know, probably as much as we would have before, especially for someone like Chucks, who we signed in the championship. You know, and obviously that was under Roland. But you just wonder, with with the cap, w- will we be in a position to offer him what he wants? And I imagine a lot of people will see how well he's done for us. Obviously, I have to take into account his fitness issues. But you know, if I was a championship side, would you would you take a gamble on Chucks? I think I would. Yeah, you probably would. I mean, you'd, it'd be worth a gamble. It depends how much he is. I think the problem we have, like you said, about the cap. At the moment, we've got two players that you're having to look after quite regularly in Chucks and Johnny. Um, and if thinking about, obviously, I don't know the financials there, but they're probably in the higher echelons of the pay pay system at Cholton. And 
I think when you're paying someone that wage um, or those sort of wages, if they are the highest earners, that is, um, you know, you're going to want consistency and you want value for money, really. Um, I think Chucks has been great. Of course I do. Um, but I think sometimes economically, do, it, can you get better, you know, for someone who's going to be playing a lot more regularly? And I think there'll be higher end of the championship, probably not. Uh, but I think there'll be certain bottom half of the championship who's worth a punt on Chucks. But I think that's the problem we've got. You can offer him a contract, but if he breaks down and you've got him on for another year, then you're in, you're in a bit of spot of bother, aren't you? So I think it's the right thing that we just see how it goes, uh, see how he is in, in March, um, and then see how his fitness is there. But you're not going to be able to... You're not going to have a, a queue of... No, no, no offence to Chuck, you're not, he's not going to have a queue of clubs waiting to, to try and sign him up on pre-contract. But um, I think we just have to wait and see and be really sensible because you can't just throw money away, especially now. No, I certainly can't. Right, Redmond tweeted in saying, what can you say about the Rochdale game? It was a game of two halves, uh, but we need to tighten up at the back and push on up the addicts. Uh, Cass says, whatever we did in the second half against Rochdale, let's please do that again. Also, let's give Matthews a chance ahead of Gunter. Aside from doing well to win the ball back for the Schwartz goal, he gives up possession too easily and has generally looked poor in recent matches. Uh, Dara uh, says, we'd love to see us start with the 4-4-2 of the second half. Washington in for Anike if he's not ready for a start after playing 90 minutes. Mingi or Barker or any actual centre-back at the club to start alongside Deji at centre-back. Matthews uh, in for Gunter. Yeah, that's how uh, Dara would like to see us line up. And then finally, uh, Marcus has just sent a, a few messages in saying, I'm hoping that we've stumbled across something with the high-pressing approach we took in that second half. Yeah, someone else just mentioned there as well. Uh, there aren't any sides in this league blessed uh, with a ball-playing defenders who like to play out from the back. Yeah, and that does include us, unfortunately, as we saw at Burton a couple of times. Uh, winning the ball in dangerous areas with the pace and intensity of the likes of Miller and Williams and even Jake Forsakaski and Morgan at times could work for us. We're not a possession side. We're not good enough defensively to play on the counter. So pressing teams high up could be our best bet. Of course, there is a danger of being light at the back if teams do play through the press. Uh, but if we can do it as well and with the intent that we did in the second half, I don't see many sides at this level playing through it. I know it was only Rochdale, but that was their bread and butter. Brian Barry Murphy loves to build from the back. So Dale were more accustomed to that style of play than most in the league. And they still couldn't live with us in that second period. Yeah, as Marcus said, there's a good point. You know, we, we played so well in that second half. Uh, you know, and Cass said as well, you really want to try and find what that winning formula was in that second period and take it into the game on Brist uh, at Bristol Rovers on Saturday. So let's uh, get ready to look ahead to that game. We'll have a quick break. And when we come back, we'll hear once more from Lee Bayer. So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow. And you look at me and I understand you. Yeah, it's a look I used to know. Good ball out here on the right hand side of Smith. Smith. Ball into the box for Anika. Yeah, five! Oh, what a header! Superb goal by Joan. Brilliantly worked on this right hand side. Smith with the cross. And Anika's on hand to bury his header. Charlton Live. Right, so welcome back to the final part of Charlton Live, the big match preview. Time to really turn our attention now, of course, to Saturday's trip uh, over to the Memorial Ground to take on Bristol Rovers. A few of our uh, tweeters and emailers were there, were saying, uh, uh, you know, some of their ideas, what they'd like to see us do a little bit differently uh, for the game against the Gas. But let's hear what Lee Bowyer has to say on it as well, shall we? Uh, as always, with his little preview pieces, started with a little fitness update uh, on the squad. First of all, actually asking how Ronnie Schwartz was, because uh, of course he sort of collided quite heavily uh, with the hoarding towards the end of the game on Tuesday. Yeah, he's okay. Just landed a bit awkward on his uh, on his backside, but he's okay. He's he's fine. Cool. Um, and we know obviously about uh, Ben Watson. Ryan Innes still still a bit away. Um, with the situation we've got, I know you said that. I think you said before Andrew Shinney and uh, um, Femo might be back for, or at least potentially for Peterborough. But uh, with the current situation, the, the temptation is there to, to not rush him back necessarily, but bring him in a bit too soon. Yeah, um, Shin is Shin is fine. Um, he's he's uh, 
meant to be training today, but we can't train. So, but he'll be outside and they'll, they'll do a jog or, or of some sort in and around the Asher Turf. So, um, so yeah, he, he will be. We'll, we'll see how he is over the next couple of days. Um, Saturday is probably a bit too soon, I'd say. Uh, but more likely to be in the squad in on, on Tuesday. On to Bristol. Um, it's. Uh, I mean, they've only played, I think, uh, once so far this year, and only twice in, in five weeks. So, um, I mean, they'll be fresh if nothing else. At Bristol. Um, I mean, they include obviously um, they've they've had a mixed season, I guess, but. They include Brandon Hanlon, who you speak on, physical presence up top. And of course, they've had uh, Aaron Ostema for, uh, for a while. I'm guessing he won't be available for selection on, on Saturday. Um, given the injuries, suspensions, does the squad almost pick itself? But also, um, the conditions that, down at Bristol, I mean, it's, it's a lovely part of the world and, and it's a great place to go, but the pitch can be very heavy at times. And in this weather, it's likely to be again. Yeah, does that change your selection? Potentially, or does it pick itself anyway? Not, not really, Terry. If you look defensively, we've got one centre-half now. Um, so Gunter's obviously going to have to slide across. Adam Matthews to come in. Just picks itself. Um, midfield, we only have four available. Um, that's if you started them all. So, um, in an ideal world, I'd like to bring Jake out because Jake's another one of them players that if he goes game after game after game, he can pick up an injury. But I can't, because for me, he's our best midfielder at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 the team picks itself. I don't think it's, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no magic behind it. We're, we're, we're limited with the players that we've got at the moment, through suspension, through injuries. So... Um, it's, this month's going to be tough. We've got a lot of games this month and uh, the sooner we can get people back, the better to, to just relieve some of the others and, and make the selections. You can you can change things. and Obviously, talking about the conditions would be a game for practice. Um, it's not available because otherwise he would be playing. So, <laughs> but that, that, that is what it is. I can't... I've just got to work with a hand that I'm dealt with at the moment and, and we keep working hard and uh, but we will come through the other side of this tunnel I know, I know we will but Saturday is going to be a tough game um, they've had some good results this season and uh, and we'll have to match them physically Last one for me Lee um, you mentioned obviously it's it's well known about the salary cap and it's almost impossible uh, to uh, to try and bring anybody in because of the way it works and um, and the difficulties in that Um Last season and the beginning of this, we utilised sort of the under 23s and the, and the academy players um, when we had to. Didn't have any choice, of course. Any temptation in uh, bringing a few of those players into the fold? Uh, the good, you know, that that that. I mean, Charlie Buck is obviously one that shouts at you when when you talk about that. But um, any of the others in your thinking about bringing in because of the situation, Marie? Uh, Charlie Barker and and Aaron Henry will be travelling with us the weekend. Um, They'll be travelling with us because we're we're like I said we're low in midfield, and um, and obviously low in the centre half. So I said a pair of them will be travelling the weekend. They was meant to train for us today, but we can't train. So they're they're training with the 18s um, on on the Astro, but they will be travelling. They'll be in the squad on the weekend. Lee Bo, you're there then. Looking ahead to the trip to Bristol Rovers then on Saturday. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one, isn't it, uh, Lewis? You know, looking at uh, Bristol Rovers, it's not doing too badly. I think they've they, they've won four of their last seven. Um, you know, not not a happy hunting ground for us uh, for a little while, ever since that 5-1 win a few years ago. Um, they're, they're sitting only in 18th, Bristol Rovers, but obviously they're another team that have had a, a real staggered uh, sort of run of fixtures. You know, I, I, I think uh, it, it feels like everyone seems to be missing out games uh, recently. Uh, they, in fact, they've, they've done all right recently, to be fair. But, um, you know, they're, it's, it's going to be a test for us. And obviously we're coming off the back of, of playing uh, in midweek, uh, you know, a proper game when all they had was a Football League trophy game where they would have been able to make a few changes. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, they played. Was it? They played uh, Wimbledon, wasn't it, in midweek? And they they had Sheffield United at the weekend, um, where they probably played a bit of a stronger side. Um, 
but their home form's been quite decent, hasn't it? The last I've seen the last couple of games, they they beat Plymouth at home three nil, beat Blackpool at home two one as well. Um, with losses either side of that, we've obviously lost to Sheffield United in the cup, but three two. I mean, for a team two divisions above, it's not too bad, is it really? Um, got some decent players, haven't they? I don't know if um Ostrom is allowed to play against us. I'm assuming he's not. He won't. He won't be allowed to. I think he's been yeah. out with coronavirus anyway. I'm not sure if he's back yet. Yeah, I, did, I saw. I watched the game uh, Saturday just just because I took a bit of an interest and in see how he was getting on. He was playing against Sheffield United, which was it was good to see him. Um, they've got Matt, uh, Max Emma, who was uh, was he at Gillingham a while ago, but strong defender. Um, Brandon Hanlon as well, um, a guy that we that we know, of course. Um, you know, they've they've got an all right side, and and as you say, it's not been really the best of places for us to visit over over the recent few seasons. I think we lost there a few years ago, and. Um, did we did we lose there in our promotion season as well? I can't remember if that was a, a loss or a one all draw, but it was a pretty cool game. No, exactly. I don't think it's been overly a very uh, successful place for us to go to, and obviously their home record has been pretty uh, pretty decent over the last month or so. So it'll be a test, and they've got some good players, but it's down to us to go there. It's a bit of an intimidating atmosphere at the Mem. I've been there a few times. Um, you know, very odd stadium. So I don't know how they're coping without supporters as well. So maybe we'll thrive off of that a little bit because they're quite a quite a loud crowd when we've been down there. So that might play in our favour ever so slightly. But ultimately, we've got to use Tuesday as the as a bit of a you know a slingshot to try and try and bounce back really and 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 kick on with our season. And as we say, with a team where they are in the table at the moment in 18th position, we should be looking to get take the points. But we've said that with sides like Swindon and. Uh, Burton, of course, and uh, Shrewsbury, and even even Rochdale on on uh, Tuesday. So, you know, no game in this division is easy. We have to respect every opponent, and um, you know, ultimately, the run that we're in at the moment, we'll probably be um, probably be the underdog going into it. The way that <laughs> the way that we've been playing of late, if you take Tuesday out of it, so we've got to go there and and prove that we're we're a side with top six contentions and try and get back to a decent run of form and string a run together. And it will be a, a real good test for us, I think, on Saturday. Mm. Now, obviously, we've already mentioned that we're going to have defensive issues because Jason Pearce will now serve a one-match suspension. It sounds like Akin Fainway might be back in the fold for the game at Peterborough um, next Tuesday. So that will be good for us. But obviously, Chris Gunter is going to be back in that centre-half position, judging by what Bo just said there. Um, alongside Deji, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be tough. We need to make sure we tighten up at the back, Nathan, and 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 that's it's not always easy when you're playing players out of position. But I mean, Guns has done well in in some games there before, so fingers crossed. Yeah, I think with Guns, it's um, it's he's obviously experiencing his game awareness and his, his reading of the game that will probably stand him in good sense instead. Um, he's not, yeah, he's not a natural centre half, but I think he can do a job. Uh, I think I think I saw a stat the other day. I think the last time that we won a game when we conceded first was at Wembley, wasn't it? But so I think we, we need to start keeping clean sheets. Whether that starts Saturday or not, I don't know. Um, but I think the sooner we get the, the centre backs fit, uh, the better. I think because we had that that's that strong partnership. But it's going to be a tricky game. But do I see us keeping a clean sheet on current form? No. But who knows which side's going to turn up? It could be a first half Cholton or it could be a second half one. And I think if we get the second one, if we play more like we did in the second half, we're going to win a lot more games than we do than if we uh, play like we did in the first one. But I think for me, I know it's the highlight is going to be on the centre halves because of the mistakes and you know the positional play on on Tuesday. But I think for me, it's it's got to come from the front. I think a couple of you know listeners have sent their points in about the press which is bang on really if you don't press like we didn't we didn't do in the first half you're just going to get cut open or if you don't if you do press and you don't do it at the same time you're going to get cut open whereas um, if we do it as tandem and be uh, and everyone does their part as a cog then yeah it should be fine so um I think we just need to get a, get a bit of confidence back, you know, get that bit of swagger back that we did at an early part of the season we played with a bit of arrogance and we just need to get that sort of belief back yeah, certainly do. It'll be interesting to see as well, as as mentioned in in one of the tweets earlier, whether Chucks will uh, be able to start or not. I really hope he can, but obviously it comes down to fitness. If not, 
you know, who knows? Especially, I mean, imagine if Swartz and Inike have to come off the bench for the last half an hour or so. It will certainly uh, give us uh, some uh, some extra momentum running at tired legs. Right, we've almost run out of time. Let's just have some quick uh, score predictions. Lewis first. Uh, I'll go 2-1 Charlton. Nice. Take that. We need it. Nathan, what do you reckon? 3-1 Charlton. Lovely stuff. Well, we're going to be back to winning ways if you boys are correct, and I hope you are. Right, we've run out of time on this week's uh, Charlton Live, the big match preview. Thanks to all of you who've listened all the way to the end. Uh, thanks as well, of course, to those of you who emailed and tweeted in as well. Thanks to Lewis and to Nathan for being with me this evening. Cheers, boys. No worries, mate. Cheers. Good to have you both here. Uh, right, I've been Louis Miller. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Sunday to look back at the game against uh, Bristol Rovers. Hopefully we'll be talking about three points for the Addicts. We'll see you later. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.